Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome to the Orange Files here on Blog Talk Radio, brought to you by Ulyftic, uh, headquartered here in beautiful and snowy Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where if you look out the window right now, you would think it's early December with the amount of snow that we've had overnight. Anyway, welcome to our new time slot here on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, welcome to our program. Today we've got a very exciting, jam-packed 30 minutes with Dr. Leslie Roberts. Oh, Leslie's a wonderful friend of mine and a good uh, leader in our business community and is the president and founder of Go Forth Institute. Now, Leslie, good morning, and I hope you're digging out of this uh, little blast of wintry weather that we're having. <laughs> good morning, Stuart, and good morning to all the listeners. Yes, we're west of Calgary, and uh, we're watching the snow horizontally uh, fly fly through the western part of the city. It's uh, it's that time of year. It's spring, so we we can expect this kind of weather. We need it, though. We need the moisture. Oh, definitely, so. yeah, definitely. So, Leslie, tell us a little bit about Go Forth and you know all the good stuff you guys got going. You're pretty, pretty much a, you know in in your infancy, you know, growth stage startup. You guys are what now eight or nine months into this uh, great little project you got going on here. But for those listeners that maybe you know new to hearing about Go Forth, tell us about uh, Go Forth and what it, what your goals are to uh, and what you're looking to achieve in the Canadian business market. Sure. Uh, Stuart, I, I go forth really came as a um, to me as an as an idea when I was a professor teaching entrepreneurship. I had been in the academic community for about 16 years and wondered when somebody was going to do something to help adult Canadians with their need for business knowledge, small business knowledge. There are university courses around uh, the country. There are regional trainers around the country. Uh, you can sit in a staple store in the furniture section if you want a free seminar on small business. To me, there wasn't anything comprehensive that uh, the Canadian population of small business owners needed. So I left my academic job over a year ago and put together a startup team and did a tremendous amount of research with the Canadian marketplace to find out what small business owners actually wanted in training and when they wanted it and how they wanted it and how much they'd pay for it and how many hours a week they had to dedicate to small business training. So we discovered with the research that there was a tremendous need, uh, a desire for for training. There just wasn't anything in the Canadian marketplace that actually satisfied the needs of the marketplace. So that that's where GoForth came uh, over a year ago. Uh, the next stage oh, of our... Sorry, Stuart. Oh, no, sorry, Les, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go, keep yep. carry on. Uh, the next stage of the research, of course, was to figure out what to teach people. Uh, being an academic for 16 years, I, I had a previous life as a market research consultant and had a 12-year operation as a home-based entrepreneur in, in Calgary running a business in Western Canada. So I had been an entrepreneur prior to my academic life, but I didn't feel I was qualified to come up with the... Um, the, the content of our education program for micro-entrepreneurs. So 
off we went on a seven-month odyssey, and uh, myself and two research assistants went across Canada and undertook in-depth interviews with over 200 of Canada's most successful entrepreneurs, and we said, okay, you got an opportunity here to tell us what we should be teaching small business owners across the country. What are those key skills that you believe are most associated with your success as an entrepreneur? And they told us. So that um, that information created our, our very proprietary 100 essential skills curriculum, and that's what we're teaching uh, across Canada in 12 cities. We're also launching a, a web-based video version of our education in about uh, two weeks' time. So that's, that's a great story, Leslie. I mean, and there's definitely a, uh, a need for good business acumen training, and especially in the small business community. Because one of the challenges I see, you know, owning a small business myself is the whole time versus the amount of effort I have to put in versus the overall cost. Uh, you know, most mm-hmm. small businesses, especially in the last 18 months, have been basically in survival mode. How does the go forward plan look like going forward here to kind of tackle, you know, the amount of time that entrepreneurs and small business owners need to put into education? Or maybe even better question is, what what is your recommendation for entrepreneurs to put into their own, I call sharpening the saw? <laughs> well, I think it's important for most entrepreneurs to realize at the outset that the odds of survival are against them. Only 70% of small businesses in Canada survive to the five-year mark. 50% of them fail in two years. So when you take that statistic into consideration and you're about to launch a small business and you might be putting a $100,000 second mortgage together, I, would wanna, I, I, as an entrepreneur, would certainly want to have the skills in place that would help me uh, improve the likelihood of my success. And, of course, that's where there was a, a real need in the marketplace. I, I'm an entrepreneur, and I know what a 20-hour day looks like. I've been working them now for, for about 15 months. So uh, for me to get hours and hours to do an education program that's going to take me months of time and lots of money, I, I, just, I, I just don't have that kind of time or that, or that kind of money available. So we decided to create... With the help of the market, of course, that's the benefit of doing market research before you create a product or service, find out what the market wants first and then create it. And that's what we did. So the market was very clear in terms of the number of hours and the amount of money that they would spend. They said, look, make it affordable. We don't have a lot of money. $500 is a lot of money. Uh, Our classroom-based training that's 30 hours um, run across Canada and 12 cities that's a, that's a $495 option with a you know 400 page workbook. That's that's affordable for some, but for but not for all. That's why we went to a technology platform so that we could scale our education and deliver it more conveniently, Stuart. And that uh, that is 10 hours over the web, and it's $295. So it's it's the kind of education using a technology platform as we've chosen to do. That's the kind of education that people are looking for, not just people, entrepreneurs particularly. They're saying, look, we we don't have a lot of time during the day, so stream something to my computer. Give me a 20-minute lesson that I can fit in somewhere in my crazy, hectic day. 
I'd be grateful, but don't make me drive to a classroom. Don't make me pay a lot of money, and don't let me uh, have to spend two years learning the skills that I need today. Yeah, and I, I see that uh, that unique challenge uh, everywhere I go. Lefty, you mentioned you're across Canada. Are the needs of entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners? I, I rather, I kind of like the small business uh, owners kind of thing myself because entrepreneurs encapsulates a lot of uh, different types of uh, people from large companies to to the small size. But are the needs of a small business owner different, say, from you know us out here in the West? You know, maybe compared to some of our colleagues. Uh, in the the eastern part, and even uh, into you know, and the further you get, are the needs changing as you, as you're seeing? And does it show up in your market research? The needs are the needs are fairly we, we'd say homogenous, Stuart. That means if if I'm a micro business owner, and and we usually define micro business as being the the smaller business and under under five employees, and I have to say that on mass, fifty percent of Canada's businesses. So 50% of all the businesses in Canada are micro-business. So if you're running a business, just know that you're in the vast majority of the the size um, and functionality of business in Canada. So you're actually playing a very, very important role. That's why the lack of education and support for the micro-business owner in Canada was was astounding to those of us. So it's... um, in terms of needs, Stuart, across, or, you know, are there regional or um, geographic disparity or industry disparity in terms of need? Not at this level of, of business operation. They, they need critical skills. They need skills in accounting and finance and marketing and human resources, strategy, social media, for example. Uh, that's why we decided to focus on this particular market because the need for what we call the 100 skills, is, is essential. And it, it doesn't matter whether you're a graphic artist or whether you're running a small IT company or whether you're a, uh, a business coach and you're running leadership seminars. It, 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 it doesn't matter what type of business you're running. If it's a micro-business, you still need these skills. And it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, uh, you're in Halifax or you're in Victoria. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. You know the, you know I think accounting is accounting, sales is sales, and IT is IT. So unless you, you know, without giving away all your trade secrets, what are some of the, the course you mentioned the very high level accounting and all that stuff. But, you know, where do you, where do you drill down and, uh, is a is a program like this customizable? So if somebody just wanted to focus on maybe accounting to start with and then moving into sales, uh, down the road, is that is that how this works, or is it just you know here's course one, here's course two, and you go through the whole program? We, we looked at offering bits and pieces of small business management education, Stuart. So we, we, we looked at, well, maybe we should just hold an accounting course and maybe we should just hold a marketing course. When we got the results of the market research back from Canadian business owners across Canada, it was very clear that that was not the type of education they wanted. They were actually kind of tired of what we call silos of information. What they wanted was a comprehensive education program that taught them how different parts of the business actually work together. So how does accounting relate to the marketing function? How does marketing relate to finance? How does that relate to human resources? So with that information, we built a comprehensive curriculum that steps people through 
all the different areas of business and how they relate to one another. So we resisted the temptation to chop it up and uh, and packetize uh, the, the program because the, that's not what the market wanted. Okay, make, that makes sense. And, you know, a structured program uh, is always uh, always a good way to look at it. And that's the way we kind of offer our training here as well, is through a sort of a structured program. So uh, let me just see here. So let's see, there's a lot of competition out there uh, for capturing uh, the wallet of edu- uh, training and education for for small business owners. What makes what makes uh, besides your training for what else makes um, go forth unique in a Canadian marketplace? You mentioned other ones like you know there's some local live training. I am no matter if you go to Google and do a search, you can find local live training. You can also uh, find other people that are doing like you mentioned uh, events at uh, local office supply stores. But what truly makes uh, go forth unique in the Canadian marketplace? Is it it's cross Canada reach, or are there other secrets uh, to the to the upcoming success here? This is uh, this is the what makes us so special question. <laughs> Everybody listening, if you're a small business owner, you have to be able to answer this question very succinctly. We call it the elevator pitch, <laughs> which means if somebody says, yeah, so what makes you so special, you have to be able to articulate very, very quickly and very clearly what makes your company great. So I hope to do a good job of that. <laughs> uh, what makes our company so great, Stuart, is the, is the rigorous development of the education that we offer. Uh, there has never been an undertaking like this where we uh, we researched what it was we should be teaching our small business owners in Canada to make sure they succeed. That, that type of research project has never been done on any scale. So one of the things that makes us so special and unique is the amount of research that went into this program. The, the program is actually a composite of the thought, really, of Canada's finest entrepreneurs all into one, one program. So research makes us very unique. The other thing that makes us very unique is that this is a national program. We are the only national program in Canada. We deliver our program uh, through classrooms right across Canada in 12 cities, and we're over the web. Now, the nice thing about that is, as a business owner and as an academic founder, I can manage the quality and the delivery of the program. I know who my instructors are. They've been trained by us. Of course, our web-based delivery allows us to go everywhere into any part of Canada, rural Canada, um, into any home in Canada. It it makes us convenient. So I suppose in a nutshell, the the three things that make us very unique are the research-based, the comprehensive nature of the education, uh, its quality, and then of course the accessibility of the education. Great. So, and you just rolled out your web-based program. I think in the last few weeks, finally went live, uh, and uh, and congratulations on that big milestone for you guys. Looking forward, so you got now you got your classroom training, you got your web-based training. What's on the horizon for uh, for Goforth? Is it kind of just Let's take a breather and just, and, and just uh, get this thing going and, and work out any kinks that may come up in the, in the chain. But you know, going if I said to say, you know, where do you want to be in 18 to 24 months with Goforth? The, uh, the, the major thrust of our strategy now, Stuart, is on building uh, relationships with key partners. We're, we're actually engaging organizations like the national banks, uh, RBC, for example, is uh, 
becoming a training partner. So our education is going to be offered through organizations like RBC and the Business Development Bank, uh, Community Futures Network of Canada, which reaches rural entrepreneurs. Those training partnerships uh, allow us to get access to small business uh, customers or clients across the Canada, across Canada, and our education is going to be offered by those key partners. So that's the major thrust. Uh, we're also looking at expansion into the United States because we're running on a technology platform. We're looking at internationalizing our curriculum, and we'll be offering our education in the United States. There's nothing like what we're offering in Canada in the U.S., so that's expansion, and so is vertical markets. So uh, that's that's a little bit further down the road, but we are looking at expanding into custom uh, small business education for certain vertical markets. So great. Uh, good, good uh, clear focus on the future. Leslie, one thing that you mentioned caught my attention, and you mentioned working with the banks, and you know, uh, we call, we call that, I guess, in the entrepreneur world, leverage, and uh, maybe for some small business owners who happen to be listening today, uh, they always feel like they can go and do it themselves. You know, they don't need any help from anyone else. Would, are are you able to talk about the the importance of having leverage in a business, and and you know, and how go for this leveraging partners to to uh, towards your success? Well, I can speak to leverage in two ways. One, of course, is financial leverage. And, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, small business owners really have to start with seed capital, which is their own their own investment. Uh, you can't approach a bank unless the bank sees that you've got significant skin in your own idea. A little bit of skin in the, skin in the a game, lot right? Of, a lot of skin in the game, Stuart. <laughs> A lot, and that means uh, lines of credit and credit cards and all of your life savings really have to potentially be be put forth to support a a new business idea. So that's why it's important to get uh, proper training in business before you start up because you don't want to be losing your life savings if you don't have a business background. Uh, The other type of leverage is it, it really depends on the type of business that you're offering, but I don't I don't like the word com- competition anymore. I like the word collaboration. Even competitors can become collaborators if you uh if you're attracted to the same market. You can you can actually work together to succeed. We approached the national banks because we realized that they have thousands of small business customers that approach them every day across Canada with great ideas but no business education and no business experience. Well, the banks until now have been turning those people away and saying, sorry, we can't help you. But now they can say, we can't help you, but Go Forth Institute can. Why don't you go get a little education, come back, and we'll talk more seriously when you're able to present a proper business plan with proper analysis on the feasibility of your idea. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So having the... Uh, my one of my mentors, uh, who I just visited this week with in in Dallas, talks about he has four plans and you know business plan, legacy plans. Uh, there's a number of different uh, things that he looks at there, but you know I think it's critically important that uh, that businesses have have a plan of you know where they are today, where they and you know and then the beginning with the end in mind, where they want to get to, and then uh, how how are they going to get there? What's the plan look like to get there? Mm-hmm. And I think, lastly, it's it's okay to, you know, I think business plans need to be kind of an open document. If the market 
all of a sudden turns, uh, how do you respond to that? And I know, I know, I know over the last 18 months with you starting up this, com- uh, this new company, you know, the market hasn't been, hasn't been all that, uh, that good out there. It's been kind of rocky and uncertain and, you know, hats off to you guys for making a go at this. But obviously the, um, the factors out there must have had you concerned at a few sleepless nights. <laughs> well, when you work 20-hour days, the, the, sleepness, the sleepless nights are only four hours. So it's, it's true, though, Stuart. I'm, I, I'm a firm believer, and we teach in our education programs, that you can run a business on paper first, and you can, you can forecast uh, demand. You, you really have to understand what it is the market wants, and then you go create that. And you you really can put a, a plan on paper, but the plan is fairly fluid. Certainly the business plan I wrote a year ago, I don't even recognize. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a great foundation of strategy. I certainly knew exactly what my key segments were going to be, what the size of those segments uh, were, and then I prioritized segments. So it, it really didn't matter to me what was happening with the economy because the plan was executed just right on right on schedule. Um, that shows that proper planning and spending that time to write a business plan and uh, certainly getting ad- advice from key advisors who can influence the development of your business plan and your execution is an, is an important thing. We're, we're well ahead of schedule. Our 2012 expectations are happening this year. So it just it just shows when it's a really good idea at the right time, the right place with the right team, and the right amount of uh, certainly education and uh, and proper planning that it can succeed even when the global economy is is contracting. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Especially uh, we you know starting a new business ourselves in the middle of a I think we're on the uptick of the uh, of the downswing there, but uh, you know it's always. It's always uh, a challenge, and I love what you say, the four hours of uh, sleeplessness uh, when you're working 20 hours a day. One of the other things that caught my attention was, you know, you, you mentioned working um, with others and, you know, taking the word competition out of your, out of your vocabulary. Uh, I, a friend of mine coined the phrase a few years ago called co-opetition, uh, when you work with your competitors and, and figuring out where your weaknesses are, maybe where their strengths are and how you can come together. Obviously, you did this with GoForth and talking about the national banks and, and other strategic partners. Uh, Leslie, I know we, we kind of touched on this, but maybe just kind of reinforce the importance of you know, understanding your weaknesses and, and looking to alliances to you know, fill those voids. Right. Well, of course, before, before any business is created, Stuart, it's so important to understand the industry that you're entering. Um, that can be done through industry analysis. To understand your competition, you should be doing something called a competitive matrix, which is a, a clear, descriptive exercise of all of your key competitors and what they're offering to the marketplace, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, what their products and services are, and their pricing. Those, uh, those aspects, once it's all completed into a, an analysis we call a competitive matrix, it's actually very easy for you as a, as a business owner or founder to figure out where the white space is. In other words, where are your competitors not competing? Where are the market segments that aren't being touched by this product or service? 
those white spaces can actually become a strategy for a new business. So before we even consider starting a new business, we, we look at, so who's out there and what are they doing? What are their weaknesses? Because a competitor's weakness can become your strength. If a competitor has a weakness, it means, aha, there's an unsatisfied need or there's dissatisfied customers. We might be able to pick them up with a new service or a new product and, uh, and satisfy their needs a little bit better. So, again, this running a business on paper becomes becomes an important step not only in the founding of a new business but the potential expansion of a new business and Stuart just to go back to your comment about how difficult it's been in the last 18 months historically businesses that are started during a recession survive so there's a little uh, there's a little high point a little positive note the ones that start in a recession are the ones that have learned to struggle right from the beginning the organizations, small businesses that start during the good times in the upswing of an economy, they don't learn fiscal responsibility nearly as well as those companies that are started in a recession. So it's, it's the companies that started in the last seven years that are having difficulty today because they really didn't put business skill underneath them. All they had to do was print a business card, hand it out, and they were golden. Well, of course, mm-hmm. now we realize that, oh, geez, I, I need to know what social media is all about. I need, to, I need to know how to use social media to enhance my business. I, I don't even know what marketing is, let alone what, uh, what finance and accounting is. So it's very important, regardless of what stage in, in the economic cycle we're in, that business skill is put in place to help carry us through these, uh, the more challenging times. The businesses that are surviving today are the ones that have been around in the times when um, uh, it, it was a little rocky. Yeah, I, mean, I heard a stat one time, uh, I think the more millionaires are born out of a, of a recession than during a high time, so you're exactly, you talk into that uh, perfectly. Les, we've got like a, a two or three minutes left uh, of our time here today. If you had to give two or three golden nuggets of advice to the small business owners, um, of course, you're going to talk about education. I know you will. <laughs> but you know, if I had to give two or three uh, golden nuggets of advice, what would what would they be? You know, you coming into effects, basically starting a new business yourself. What what could you share with our listeners today? Well, Stuart, there's lots I can share with uh, with the listeners, but I, I think it's important to to for everybody to realize that there are two things that we know are associated with success in small business. Uh, one is education, so there's my pitch for getting small business education in any way you can. Go Forth Institute is across Canada. Yes, we're over the web. So there's an opportunity to get at least 100 small business skills under your belt. The other recommendation I have is particularly for those that are contemplating small business or those that are in, let's call it, uh, startup stage, is to get experience. There's nothing like working for a competitor. There's nothing like working in a business exactly the same as the business you want to run. In other words, get your experience on somebody else's dime so that you can formulate a plan that will help you succeed right out of the gate. So education and experience are consistently associated with improving chances of success in small business. So that's what I hope everybody uh, undertakes before they launch into <laughs> into the wild and woolly world of uh, of entrepreneurship. 
Great advice there, Leslie. How can people find out more about GoForth, uh, your website, and uh, other areas that they can find more information about you? Yeah, you bet. We're all over the internet, but GoForthInstitute.com, and of course, we uh, you know we have a blog and uh, as well, and we're on social media, so it's pretty easy to find us these days. So GoForthInstitute.com is the website, and your blog is uh, CanadianEntrepreneurTraining.com. Yes, it is. Thanks, Stuart. Excellent. So. There's a couple ways for you to get uh, more information about uh, what the fine folks at uh, GoForth have got going on. Leslie, thank you for your time. It's amazing how fast a half an hour can go. <laughs> when you're having fun. <laughs> exactly. Thank uh, you, I, I encourage I encourage you all to check out what GoForth's got going on. They're, uh, they're, they've got some good stuff happening. And you know, if you're even outside of Canada and you want to learn more from you know what we're doing up here, and you're maybe coming from a different part of the 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 globe. GoForthInstitute.com is a great place to start. Leslie, thanks once again, and we will uh, be in touch with you uh, very soon, I am sure. Uh, this is Stuart Crawford with The Orange Files, part of Ulistic's uh, podcast series here. We are on every Thursday now. We're trying to be on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, that's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. And sorry for all our friends in B.C. It's a little early for you, but you can download the program via our uh, website at ulistic.com. Just click on this Small Business Podcast link and you'll be able to download our programs from there. So thanks again for tuning in. Thanks to uh, Leslie and all the great folks at GoForth for uh, taking the time out to talk to us today. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>